Yep, we can go. Guys, welcome to our show today. Today we have a very special guest uh, in our studio. But before we go ahead, before we introduce the guest for you, guys, we are doing this show. The reason is very simple. There is a lot of curiosity out there regarding Power Platform. Yes, we know you are also curious what is possible, what is not possible and what sort of digitalization is possible and what is Power Platform, how expensive these tools are. There are numerous questions. So today we have a very special guest in our studio. Uh, he is none other but David and he is the, uh, the co-founder for Cloud Smart. So let's, let's, hear from, let's hear from David. Let's hear from David. David will be sharing a very a unique story from his experience, which, which is more than a decade of experience, IT experience. And he'll be sharing a unique story from his experience. We'll get to learn from him. Hi, David. Welcome Thank to you. our show. Thanks to hear. Thanks for the invite. Um, hi, everybody in uh, podcast land. Uh, it's really nice to um, spend a bit of time with you today to talk about Power Platform and um, our experience at Cloud Smart with our customers um, out here in Australia. Um, so just maybe just to hear, I'll just get a little bit of background for listeners on myself. Um, so David Maher, I'm the co-founder and uh, what we call chief partner officer at B Cloud Smart. Um, my role is essentially to kind of help clients understand um, what we call the modern business and modern workplace platforms at Microsoft. Um, so in the modern business stack, that's the Dynamics 365 and the Power Apps, Power Automate and Power BI and now Power Virtual Agents. Um, and in the modern workplace um, set of solutions, the Microsoft 365 stack, uh, including security and uh, we've just added uh, Surface devices and um, uh, cloud voice calling um, to that platform as well. So a lot of my work is really about helping clients understand um, how they can achieve more with the technology that's available to them and how they can actually bring that technology to their business that supports their company or culture to achieve um, so, so really focus around that in terms of the work that we do. Great, great, David. I, I have a follow-up question here, David. So when we say you help clients, vCloud uh, Smart helps clients, what sort of clients? Is it the SMEs? Is it the corporates, the big Fortune 500? Or is it the SMEs or, or just the, the startups, the, the very smaller ones with, with just cost starting maybe a year back or two back? Yeah, look, it yes. was our, our original, our, our business has been in operation for about eight years and our client base has traditionally been the SMB, SME market. Um, okay. We've found that probably in the last two years, because of the work we do around um, our education program that we support with Microsoft in terms of um, teaching the App in a Day program and App in a Week program um, to Microsoft clients, that we're now seeing um, larger organisations um, and some very large companies that we've helped in the last um, three or four months uh, with you know, over a thousand employees um, looking to start Power Apps um, journey with this. Oh, 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 so many. Okay, that many employees. All right. Yeah, so we moved, so we, but we, but we basically, as I said, I, I see the gamut of customers through to very large corporates, through to you know mum and dad, um, mum and pop operations. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Through the whole gamut, you know. So it's a bit of a. And we also do a lot of work with government as well. So, again, we've, we've kind of cut across a lot of different industry sectors and that probably helps inform the ability for us to actually see 
how other people do things um, as a business, which kind of helps the, the power platform story in that regard as well. Okay, okay. Sounds great. So, David, where, 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 let's, let's talk about your experiences. So, where are you taking our listeners to? Which example will, be, will you be sharing well, I think, um, more than a decade of experience? Yeah, look, I, I think that if I go back to like the very early stages when I, I've, I've been involved in um, technology-based projects for nearly 30 years, so um, yes. I might not look that old to sound that old, but I am, have, I've got a few grey hairs. Um, and, you know, I look back at the very beginning of my career where, you know, we were getting development done, you know, we're doing you know, full-blown app development, um, six and seven bigger um, kind of cost, kind of bring product to market, 18-month, two-year development life cycles um, to now fast forward, you know, 30 years later, um, working with a solution like Power, Power Apps, where um, you can go from ideation to production-ready application in in a matter of hours. Um, so we've worked with a few. In clients. a matter of hours, is yeah, Are yeah. you serious, David? In a matter I, of hours. Totally, totally serious. We we deployed. Uh, we had a client um, at the very early okay. stages when COVID um, started, okay. where okay. a client had a requirement to provide. Um, uh, patron tracing application. So they needed something where they were limited by the number of people they could have in their restaurant. Um, okay. So they had to be able to take the contact details of the customers as part of the legal okay. requirements in Western Australia at the time and then mm-hmm. be able to maintain those records securely for up to 28 days and at the end of that 28-day period then delete those records so they weren't holding information for the wrong purposes. We built that application for that client in under three hours. Under um, three hours, okay. Under three hours, okay. And you moved, moved it to production as well within those three right. hours. In that three-hour period, we went from ideation with the idea. In three okay. hours' time, we had the production-ready oh. application deployed to the client. So, oh. and, it, and it was really more about showing people that the, the platform itself um, allows you to take that first step in ideation and really try to narrow down um, what the use case really is and then take that use case directly into the client environment. And, and again, that's the power, in our view, the power of that citizen developer um, concept that once we kind of show people how to do this in a really clever way, um, you can deploy those kind of quick quick apps in, in a sensible manner. Um, and I think the, the real exciting thing on the platform mm. has been mm. the announcements around power apps in teams so okay. what was what's what was called dataflex at the early days which has now changed to the original project oakdale which in ignite in the last couple of weeks has been this kind of conversation around power apps in the teams environment and i think that's where um, the platform itself is going to accelerate um, digital transformation for clients all right, all right. Okay, David. So, uh, uh, when when we talk about the digital transformation, this specific client uh, where you did the uh, uh, the development work within three hours for the client, correct? So, uh, uh, was the client happy? How did the client feel? Oh, look, uh, was I it uh, ever delivered and it was live? So, what yeah, was the usability? Oh, look, a fully, a fully usable Canvas application. Okay. Running, running on a mobile phone. So, okay. you know, you, you kind of take it from the point of view that at the very early days of that compliance requirement, that customer was keeping those records 
in a diary on pen and paper. So not okay. very secure, not very, not, again, yes, not you can lose the, Yes, you can easily lose it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so what we looked at was yeah, effectively you take the very first step. Yes, Definitely, yes. yeah. So yes. What, what we did with that client was effectively said, look, you know, here's the first version of this application, which okay. at least gets you, gets you compliant on day one. Correct, now, correct, that's correct, not correct. the That's not the end of that story because effectively that client can then say, Okay, well, I've built that. We've built that Power App. We've deployed it to a um, an Excel data source, which is a quick, easy way to get that in front of the client. And then we can say, okay, well, do you want to take the next step, which which is actually now start to create some more concept records okay. where where we start to build it into CDS, and then we take the okay. next step in the ideation. So, so I think what I'd like the listeners to kind of get an, get an appreciation of is that. Yes. Power Apps as a platform is really built for Agile. So Agility at its best, correct. Yeah, Agility at, at its best, correct. Yeah. And so when you look at like a, a, a Power Apps project or a use case with a customer or as an internal yes. um, stakeholder, you have to think about it in an Agile way, which means that, you know, it's, it's, it's getting the basic application up and running looking at the features that you need in the application over the life cycle of the application and then kind of managing the customer or the internal stakeholder um, engagement to make sure you get them on the story along the way. Um, I think if when I see, like we've done other applications uh, in the mining sector where the development life cycle is slightly longer, you know, six weeks, eight weeks kind of development cycle for an application in that sector, but we want to deliver something to them very quickly so they can get the look and feel and the be tactile with the application that we're giving them so they can think about what are all the other features that they need because in, a, in, this, in this kind of model that we work with, especially with Power Apps, you know, it is really about what's the employee experience you're trying to deliver, um, what's the customer experience you're trying to deliver and, and, and using the platform like that um, makes the makes the platform, in our view, significantly more sticky in an organisation, so it gets traction. And then you can then start to build out um, to what we call a centre of excellence, which is actually being able to provide the administration, um, the nurturing aspects of nurturing the citizen developers in the organisation and, and kind of putting in place some of the corporate standards that you might want within that business. So David, you said that you you were able to complete the uh, get the development completed within three hours, right? The basic the first version of the app. So you come from a background wherein you have seen uh, you must have seen a lot of legacy applications getting developed on uh, traditional technologies like .NET, C Sharp, Java. So uh, how do we compare this with uh, if we had to develop a similar application which which supports with the multiple devices like web and mobile and tablet? So uh, how much time would have would it have been taken ten years back, five years back, fifteen years oh, back? Oh, look, yes. I I think it would have taken us more than three hours to even come up with the scope of work for the application. <laughs> um, and I, and I would think, if I if I go back to the very early stages in my career, yes, um, yes, yes. We, we built an application. I, I was working in an organisation that needed a, a room booking. This might sound bizarre to, to a lot of people, but we needed a system to book rooms for interviews. Okay. And okay. This is pre. This is pre Outlook, um, pre Windows ninety five. Okay. Um, okay. 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 So very very different world yeah. than what we're working now. That project took two years. 
to essentially give us two years. Oh, okay, okay. Now, th- that is that is a drastic change, correct? Uh, from two That's years a, to uh, uh, three three hours. And and it's actually funny enough that I I met with a client today and we talked about the scheduling application, which I said, really, we could probably build in a week. You know, so, you know, it's, 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 it's just a difference now that, um, you know, the, the low code concept kind of does put the power, um, back in the hands of the users, the people who actually understand the business processes and, and really what, um, B-Cloud Smart's now doing as, a, as an organisation is more focused on how we coach um, the organisation, the, the citizen developers within the organisations on how to build the applications themselves because we think that if we can do that, we can actually help businesses do that digital transformation in a much right. more agile right. way. That is where you keep the customers at heart, right? Not just uh, trying to... Uh, Trying to put up more and more and more hours, right? Rather, it's yeah, about yeah. empowerment, correct? Correct. Yeah. Not, not, not a dependency on a cloud vendor. Correct. And correct. I think, and it's, and it's actually probably the biggest challenge for partners, I think, as well. Um, in that they they have to come at the business problem significantly differently than the what they have previously. So, you know, we we look at the business um, model that we were in um, probably three years ago, which was traditional consulting, man hour driven yes. um, projects, things yes, like that. Yes, 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 where where our projects now are, are more focused on project value. So the way we price projects with clients and the way we execute um, our programs with our customers um, are predominantly more focused on what's the value proposition for the client and what value are we creating. Um, not necessarily um, the man hours that go into the project because our focus is more about enablement of the customer. Um, so the more yes. we enable the customer to understand sorry, the platform, sorry, 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 the more sorry, sorry. they'll actually do things, the more they then just lean on us for expertise, which, is, which correct, fits, correct, fits well with our business model. Correct, correct, correct. So David, you, we, we heard from you about two projects. One was done in three, three hours, then there was another project a bit long, on the longer side, which was done in six to eight weeks, correct? So correct. now uh, when I talk about these these uh, these sort of projects and when we again compare to the legacy technologies projects, right, going back, long back in your career. So what are the stakeholders involved today? Because uh, what I believe is that earlier we needed a, uh, a, a database developer, then we needed a UI designer developer who will be designing the user interface, UX, and then uh, uh, someone will be writing the business logic, and then a QA will be doing the testing for the app. So, what are the stakeholders involved in in today's project life cycles with in, modern work? In our in our, in our, our view, the, the stakeholders are the actual business process owners, the people okay. who are going to use the application, because essentially, okay. what, that's that's the key. You know, we, we we look at it from the point of view now that. Um, there's still those traditional roles, like again, if you're connecting significant numbers of data sources together, you're going to need that business analyst role to kind of help understand the business logic that's there and where the data sources are, whether they're coming from on-premise gateways or other cloud services, or you're actually building CDS or um, tables in the new Power Apps and Teams solution, then you know it's more of a table-driven kind of infrastructure that that that, that appears to be. So. You know, I, I think there's a there's a lot more um, scope in these projects today for for that business analyst role, the person who can actually interpret the business logic and and kind of work out what needs to be done. Um, we're seeing um, 
some growth in the UI space. So we see that um, like a, the key guys in our team internally um, are only focused on, on the user experience um, because that's the, the bit that we really want our clients to take hold of. We can create great user experiences and great employee experiences. We know the applications will get used. Um, so we need to be able to kind of engage with those stakeholders as much as possible because they'll tell us whether it's usable or not. So, so you're seeing, so we see, um, a real change now that, um, these projects aren't being generated out of IT departments. Um, they're coming directly from the line of business managers and okay. line of business users. So the, the, the um, engagement process, um, for, you know, what we would have seen in traditional IT projects in terms of it being yes. um, very much an IT project coming from the CIO or CTO, um, in that team within that organization, um, that's not necessarily what we see within Power Apps. We see a lot more of the operational personnel. Um, so we, so a lot more engagement we're seeing with, um, chief operating officers, um, chief financial officers, um, people in those, those kind of occupations that are in those lead management roles where, where they're looking to extract value out of a business process. Um, and, and looking for the improvement and the change. So I, I see that probably now as like the primary focus with Power Apps projects. That's not saying that we're forgetting the IT teams because there's a valuable role that kind of IT professionals play in this space. And it's really around the concept of, of the security and the controls and the environments and, and all of those good things in terms of standards. Because again, we don't want we want citizen developers to go off and build these applications and build these processes, but we want them done in a way which kind of meets the, kind of the, government, the governance correct. requirements. The governance framework, framework has yeah. to be in place, correct? So, so we see, yes. yeah, so definitely, so we see like the, the role for IT really now is this enabling role where they're kind of enabling mm-hmm. the, the solution to be used because okay. they're putting in place the right governance frameworks for their, for their user community. Um, the ability to help design and build um, company templates so the so the actual citizen developers can get a faster start like the uh, originally in a lot of the projects we started you know we, we used to use a lot of time in a project life cycle to kind of build the ui um, and every time we're building it and say within one client we might build four or five different user experiences for pretty much the same business process types of apps but now yeah. with the with the center of excellence we're now able to say to that it group this this mandate standard UI does have standard experiences, so the citizen developer doesn't have to think about UI. They just need to think about business process and what they're trying to achieve, and have the the UI be company branded and meet company guidelines and and all those kind of good things as well. So we think by those for IT playing that role, kind of providing that governance framework and those controls, that'll actually help kind of um, help the citizen developer framework. With, within those organizations to kind of flourish. So kind of, I would say kind of law and order, which uh, uh, B Cloud Smart helps, helps the clients bringing in this uh, law and order, correct? The governance framework for the business correct. user. Yeah. Giving, yeah, giving a, freedom, still uh, creating some rules, right? So that the correct, uh, I would say, uh, the correct uh, process, uh, process is followed, correct? So that uh, they don't end up creating redundant apps. Is it so? Uh, what could be the consequence of not having a governance framework oh. in place? 
Yeah, look, really simple things like if your organisation is, is required mm-hmm. to be GDPR compliant mm-hmm. um, and you could end up with a, a, user, a user community creating an application which actually fails that compliance requirement, which, mm-hmm. is, which, which can kind of happen quite easily if mm-hmm. you don't have that governance framework in place. Um, it could be that you allow the users to, co- to connect to confidential data and that confidential data then gets surfaced in the organisation in an inappropriate way. Um, or, worst case scenario, that data could get leaked outside the organisation and go that's to right, 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 or someone like that. And that's where, again, I think with the, the, mid-mark, the, the mid to, to large organisation kind of segment is that... The, I think there's a huge advantage of them kind of moving into that power platform um, um, solution. However, they've got to still think about it from the point of view is it, it can't be the Wild West. You've got to be able to make sure you've got those governance ideas put together, um, that they're deployed in a controlled way um, to just make the experience easier. You know, I, I think that's, the, that's that part that of the story. I, I think the other bit that we, we really don't cover off is even though it's a low-code environment, um, there's still huge opportunities, I think, for the pro-dev environment, the pro-dev, pro-dev community. Um, I think if the, if, from a pro-dev perspective, because you've got all the advanced connectors and the ability to create you know, UI flows and, and, um, and, and automations and, and all those kind of good things that are still there, um, I still think there's a huge opportunity for the pro-dev community to kind of help the citizen developers when correct, they get correct, those correct, more correct, complex correct. applications. Correct, correct. It becomes, so that it becomes a win-win situation for both, correct? And correct, And yeah. the real value is delivered. Correct, correct, correct. So, uh, so uh, David, where should our listeners follow you? So, you, you shared a lot today in this today's podcast. I think our listeners must have enjoyed enjoyed listening to you and learned a lot, got to learn a lot from your experiences. Where should they follow you after this podcast? How should the, they the, perfect, with you? The perfect place is I encourage everyone to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, okay. LinkedIn's my kind of social go-to platform for everything that I'm working on and, and the stories that I kind of want to release out in the community. Um, so if you look for my LinkedIn handle, which is one David Ma, so D-A-V-I-D-M-A-H-E-R on LinkedIn, um, number one in front of it. So there's only one of me, there's not many. Um, and um, basically just connect to me on LinkedIn. I've got an open profile, um, more than happy to, to connect with people there. Um, we've also at Be Cloud Smart got a number of different LinkedIn communities that people can connect to us on as well. Um, if you follow the company page, so Be Cloud Smart, Be Cloud Smart as well, correct, 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 um, you can do that. Um, and there's also things that we've got going on at the moment, which um, some of the users, uh, some of the yes. listeners on, on today's call might be interested in. Um, we've started a um, public program, some training program um, for both um, the App in a Day program and also Admin in a Day for Power Platform, um, which you can go onto our website um, at becloudsmart.com. Um, forward slash events and you'll be able to see an event calendar. We just started that this week. So there'll be a few events that'll be in the, in the calendar coming forward, uh, which people are more than happy to, if they, if they're interested, they can connect to us via that as well. Great, great, great. Thanks for sharing that, David. And guys, uh, please don't worry. We will, we have already added these links in our bio. So you can check in the bio section. You'll get, uh, David's LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn uh, link and of course, uh, the events link as well.
for be cloud smart so guys go there and start following david to to uh, listen to more stories to read more stories customer journeys which david has and uh, you get you'll definitely get a lot of value so yeah. Thank you for coming today. Yes, yes, David, please. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for, uh, to hear for the opportunity to speak to the uh, the listener community today. Really appreciate um, you reaching out and and really enjoyed our our conversations um, yes, via yes, LinkedIn yes. over the last few months. It's been, yes, yes, been really yes. great. Um, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yes, look, any listeners want to reach out to me? Um, by all means, reach out on LinkedIn. Um, uh, private message me. More than happy to share my my thoughts and ideas um, with with people. Really, really appreciate. Really appreciate. Thank you, David. Thank you for coming on today's show. And uh, I hope our listeners must have enjoyed enjoyed listening to you. And uh, we we could add some value. Thank you, David. Wish you a good day. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Yes, David. So we are done. And this is where the 